in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com. The Sheridan Commercial Company and Office Supply Store is your partner, open seven days a week. The Sheridan County Republican Central Committee invites you to this year's annual Reagan Day Dinner, Saturday, October 14th at the Ramada Plaza Convention Center. This year's theme is Let Freedom Ring with guest speaker, United States Representative Harriet Hageman. The reception starts at 5 p.m., followed by dinner and live auction beginning at 6. Reception tickets are $25 each and dinner is $75 per person. Get your tickets today online at SheridanCountyRepublicans.com or call Judy at 307-752-7705. Hi, this is Christy Kingholm of Buffalo Royalty, and let's talk about 18 Jerome Place on over 8 acres of land located close to town off of the TW Road in the Hilton Minor subdivision and a great view of the Bighorn Mountains and Red Hills. You can purchase the lot if you are planning to build your dream home. Seller is a prominent builder and can build your home for you. Seller has floor plans available to choose from along with the prices for building. Call me, Christy Kinghorn, at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Out of the Darkness Suicide Prevention will be receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. At WearingSheridan.com, you can see most every vehicle on their lot. In fact, you can see about 25 different photos of every vehicle. You can request information on the vehicle you're interested in. You can fill out a credit application, even schedule service work. Check it out. WearingSheridan.com and experience the wearing way of buying vehicles. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. WearingSheridan.com. Bookmark it. Full service dealership at 107 East Alger, WearingSheridan.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672 KROE. That's 672 5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Like Pulse, this morning I am joined by the Chief Executive Officer for the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce, Dixie Johnson. Good morning, Dixie. Good morning, Floyd. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy Monday. Yeah. Uh, you said your weekend was pretty dang good. Yeah, great weekend. Yeah, we were able to uh, go over to Spearfish on Friday, our son's basketball team. So he played uh, college basketball over at Black Hill State, as did our daughter. But his his team was honored this weekend, um, and they were being inducted into the Hall of Fame over there at Black Hill State. So we had a lovely banquet on Friday night, and it was so fun to catch up with some of his own old teammates, oh, old yeah. coaches, and the parents that we 
you know, created some great relationships and got to know during those several years when he was playing over there. It was a lot of fun. Well, that's fantastic. And congratulations yeah. to him and his team yeah. uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's that is fun. Huge. Proud mom moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Proud you know, mom moment. <laughs> absolutely. And then uh, got to go golfing yesterday afternoon, took advantage of the lovely weather. So headed out to Kendrick and it was beautiful. You know, I've heard rumors we might see snow sooner rather than later. I know. Uh, I know. We don't want to listen to yeah, those, though. No, but I, I, I don't like those rumors i know now so have you received any reports from any of those fantastic businesses that uh, opened up for manufacturing day how how'd we do you know we did receive some reports and they were um overall just very very positive i know that uh, one of our manufacturers reported four times as many people uh, oh, came wow. this year as did last year so that's very positive people were very engaged um, the tours went really well. We had 10 manufacturers, both in Sheridan and Johnson counties, participate in National Manufacturing Day, which is held the first Friday in October. A great opportunity for people to get inside those manufacturing companies and see what uh, highly skilled technical careers there are and, and start thinking, you know, maybe for their next career or for their, you know, their family or kids or grandkids or whatever. Um, it it's, was really great. So uh, we really appreciate all those manufacturers participating and our business retention and expansion committee and manufacturing works for helping to get it going. Uh, we started this twenty in twenty seventeen, after they started National Manufacturing Day uh, back in twenty twelve. So we came on board and thought this was a great way to uh, highlight some industries and help with that talent pipeline, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And and just a quick question regarding that: if if you can pull from memory. Uh, are more businesses involved now than there were at the beginning? Is, was this kind of the more we do it, the more these manufacturers are seeing, hey, this is a fantastic opportunity. I'm going to join that list every, and it just kind of increases every year. Have you seen that? Not necessarily. We've actually seen kind of an ebb and flow, and a lot of it depends on really what they've got going on in yeah. their own business, in their own industry. Some of them are meeting, you know, very strict deadlines. Um, some of them may have like that Friday, they may have limited staff on site or yeah. whatever. And we did run into that with a couple. So we've seen a really strong um, group of manufacturers over the years, but it does tend to, to be somewhere between 10 and, you know, 16 at, in any given year. So we had 10 this year. Um, it, again, a great response and a great opportunity, and uh, we really want to thank them. But uh, we, we continue to do that. We continue to help coordinate those tours and get the help spread the word, try to raise awareness, um, help help these manufacturers fill a lot of their open, you know, their vacancies. And right now with the worker shortage in the United States, um, we're feeling it here in Sheridan. We're feeling it in every industry and it's really important um, to try to help our businesses out so they can not only attract but retain high quality employees. You know I often wonder if I should uh, contact Sheridan College and see if they partake in this in any in any regard oh, send oh, out they, just a bunch of students because they're great at training kids they, over there. They really kind of are. Stuff. They really are and they have that um, that relationship with our manufacturers oh, in, in and around our communities and that's very strong in fact, a lot of what they develop as far as their curriculum and training really is in response to the needs that our manufacturers and other industries have. Um, so that is is an ongoing um, relationship that is that is really strong. Uh, Sheridan College has participated in the past. Uh, the problem that we the challenge there is 
that it's the first Friday in October, which doesn't always meet everybody's schedules. Yeah, exactly. And I think they don't have a lot of students in their CTE programs on Fridays, um, but they've definitely been engaged and continue to be engaged. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's. Uh, a really strong relationship and and uh, one that's very symbiotic and that really um, they really rely heavily on each other because if uh, for our college and our educators to know you know what they need to be doing what they need to be changing or adding or evolving as far as their programs and their curriculums really does depend on what our businesses are seeing you know really and, and not only in the manufacturing industry but in the healthcare industry and you know in all the industries so um, I think our our college is phenomenal and they do a great job of maintaining those relationships and what a great opportunity to be able to get out there see what a manufacturer does in a day and i mean 10 manufacturers if you're taking a proper tour through each one that's a full day it is just with 10 Uh, if we had any more i wouldn't Mm -hmm. uh, you would have to kind of pick and choose i think which ones you wanted to go and and we're going to look at that we're going to take the feedback that we receive from our manufacturers and anybody else who wants to share their feedback if they participated feel free to reach out to us at the chamber because we really appreciate it um but each each year, uh, we change and evolve based on what their needs are and what's working and maybe isn't. So a few years ago, the demand was high enough uh, that we actually had three days of manufacturing day tours. And that was based on what the manufacturers you know, could do and wanted to do. Um, a few years ago, when it was COVID, we ended up doing uh, podcasts yeah. and we did videos one year. And, and so um, this year, it, it ended up being the one day of tours. And so we'll see what next year has in store. But one thing I would like to throw out there is uh, we coordinate regularly with our manufacturers or other industries with schools and school groups. And if you have a, you know, if you have a group and you didn't, weren't able to participate or weren't able to get inside the doors, feel free to reach out to us. We have those connections and oftentimes we can set up a, work with those manufacturers and set up a, a specific tour for somebody. So we're happy cool. to do that. Just give us a call at the chamber, 672-2485. Fantastic opportunity right there uh, for a manufacturer. If you could, uh, you know, have, uh, of course, take all the precautions in the world and, right. and just walk a class through there. Yeah. Just to show you this is happening in your hometown. I and think that, that is would done. be great. And that, yeah, those those, those do happen sometimes behind the scenes and sometimes we don't see them out in the public eye but those are happening and and we're very um we're very happy to help coordinate and connect oh fantastic all right let's take a good look at this month's chamber lunch program what's it gonna look like well you know i have some good news and some bad news the good news is that we are having our chamber lunch program on wednesday october 11th at eleven thirty at the historic sheridan inn um and we're gonna have a great program we're gonna hear from zane garstad with cowboy lessons in leadership and we're going to graduate our 29th class of leadership sheridan county the bad news is right now we're full we have oh. limited seating and it's we've had such an overwhelming demand um and response and so we are taking a wait list so if you have not registered but wanted to come give us a call tomorrow (laughs) or email us and let us know um today the chamber office is actually closed for columbus day so we don't have anybody there but give us a call tomorrow or leave us a message in our general voice mailbox you can always call today and let us know we'll get you on the wait list and then if anybody does drop off we'll we'll certainly be in touch with you um but it's going to be a great program um and and again it's one of my favorites because this program this group came together in 
in October. This this is October. They came <laughs> together in January and started their 10-month program. Uh, started with an orientation retreat in February, headed down to Cheyenne. And then we had uh, full-day modules for the, for the next seven months. So seven months of full-day modules where they met. They continued to work. Um, we have a leadership curriculum, so they worked on their own individual and professional leadership skills. But also there were some great educational opportunities for them to maybe learn a little bit more about different facets of our community in Sheridan County. Um, Many of them involve tours, hearing from panelists um, in a great program, and then also those connections that they made and those relationships that they helped to really cultivate and solidify within their group um, is really meaningful and impactful. And mm-hmm. so we're excited that all 22 that we brought into the program this year will all be graduating. They oh, all met great. the requirements. And so, yeah, congratulations to them. And then if anybody's interested in learning a little bit more about Leadership Sharing County, applications are open, and I know you have that um, on your list of of questions. So we'll talk about that here in just a minute. So tell us a bit about National Support Your Local Chamber Day. Uh, When is that going to take place? Wow, you know, it's funny because that came across my email a couple weeks ago, and I thought, oh, yeah, you know, here's another national support, whatever, you know. um, And there's so many great things, but I started kind of doing a little bit more research on it and it actually piqued my interest you know um one of the things that that we've uh we've been um reminded is that sometimes we as a chamber of commerce um have a have a harder time telling our own story so you know it's difficult to blow your own you know and it's not about us it's really about supporting our businesses having a uh, a strong vibrant economy helping develop programs make connections and provide resources that help our businesses grow and thrive Right. That's what we're all about. So it is hard to sometimes say, hey, you know, support your local chamber of commerce day is coming up. It's the third Wednesday in October. So the 18th. Um, But it's interesting when I started uh, reading a little bit more about it. There are about 4000 chambers of commerce in the United States, um, but they're worldwide. And the first one was started in Marseille, France. Oh, wow. Really? In 1599. If you can believe Mm -hmm, as far back as that. I know Locally, our Chamber of Commerce started in 1913, so that's 110 years that we've been in our community, and it was started as the Sheridan Commercial Club. I believe the U.S. Chamber actually was created in 1912, so just a year before that, and that um, was in response to an effort by President Taft, um, who wanted to make sure that our business community had a voice, especially when... Um, you know, uh, when decisions were being made, they wanted yeah. to make sure that they were um, that it was important to have our businesses well represented. And so at the national level, worldwide level, national level, state level and local levels, chambers of commerce do really serve a vital role in being that collective voice of business. You know, so when decisions are made at the local, state, even federal levels, um, it's important that we are able to bring that and advocate for our businesses and, and support them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of like the American Legion for soldiers, right? Uh, you've got somebody who's willing right. to go up those capital steps and say, hey, you know, when you start making these laws, I want you to keep these individuals and their livelihoods in mind. Right. I mean, advocates really is what you are. Right. Right. And so, you know, it's interesting because some people say, well, what do you do in for national support your local chamber of commerce day? And I think the biggest thing that we would ask is that people think about 
really being intentional about supporting local businesses. Yeah. That's the one thing that helps everybody is if people um, take the time to think about the local businesses. Yes, shop local, but also support local, mm-hmm. you know, um, write reviews and give some, you know, raves and, you know, talk about these businesses that are really um, pillars of our community. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the the number one thing people can do for for support your local chamber of commerce day. Of course, you can connect with us. We would love to have you join as a member. Uh, we have membership levels that include individual members, business members, nonprofit members. Um, that's all. That's all wonderful. And then opportunities to volunteer too. So those are like three things you can do um, in conjunction with National Support Your Local Chamber of Commerce Day on the 18th. Doing a little hometowning is what we call right. it in the journalism world. <laughs> do a little hometowning when you're out there. Uh, all right. On that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with our Sheridan Chamber of Commerce right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Tired of dealing with complicated bank switches? At First Federal Bank and Trust, we understand that where you bank matters and switching to the right bank should be a breeze. Introducing ClickSwitch, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct deposit transfers. With ClickSwitch, we automatically move your recurring direct deposits from your old account to your new account. It's simple, safe, and takes just minutes. When you bank with First Federal, you're not just a customer. You're a valued member of the community. We take pride in living and working right alongside you, contributing to the growth of our local economy. First Federal Bank and Trust, Member FDIC. Remember when your mom used to say, someday you'll thank me for this? Well, if that day has come, then you need to treat your mom to a visit to the health nut for a delicious, nutritious, thank you mom fruit smoothie or something that shouts thanks from the soup, sandwich, and salad bar. Not to mention the aisle after aisle of health-given supplements that just scream thank you mom, even if it's 30 years late. The health nut, serving up smiles and a side of superfoods in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Hi, I'm Nan with Security State Bank. You can get cash out of the value of your home with a home equity line of credit at Security State Bank. Now through the end of October, qualified applicants receive a fixed low introductory annual percentage rate of 4.99% for the first six months and a fixed APR between 7.18% and 9.69% for 54 months. Security State Bank, your financial partner, offering solutions to meet your financial goals. NMLS 401472. Equal housing lender. Your search for office supplies starts right here at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We've stocked our office supply department with supplies that meet your everyday work challenges. Our online store at SheridanCommercial.com where you can explore and discover exclusive deals and compare prices with a few clicks. So whether you prefer the in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com, the Sheridan Commercial Company and office supply store is your partner. Open seven days a week. You know that old saying that people that live in stone houses shouldn't throw glasses? Well, the same goes for the guy who swears at his 4 before because it don't run right. Handos. You heard me. Handos Service Center will take the cussing out of you and your 4 before's relationship. Bring that bad boy in and get it tuned up. Fixed up and accessorized so it gets you where you want to go and then back again. Don't bark up the wrong tree. Bark up the right tree. Hendo Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Whoever said good things come to those who wait clearly never ordered in the McDonald's app. 
Just order ahead in the app, and you can pick up when you get here. Right now, buy one of your breakfast favorites from McDonald's, like the Egg McMuffin, Sausage McMuffin with Egg, or Large Sprite, and get the second for just $1. Offer valid one time per day from 828 to 11523 at participating McDonald's. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting and this morning I am with Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce CEO Dixie Johnson. We're talking about what's happening out there at the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce and uh, we kind of went over Manufacturing Day and what a great success that was. Uh, As Dixie pointed out earlier, if you are curious about what's happening out there, say you're a teacher, you'd like to take a class in there. All you need to do is contact your Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce. She can set that up for you. There's nothing more fun than little kids heading in there and learning what's going on in their own hometown. And speaking about hometown, what's happening with this month's Business After Hours? Wow, it's hard to believe we're already going to be in the middle of October. I mean, we're we're fast. It's just it's, cruising it's right flying. by. It's yeah. flying. Um, but Business After Hours will be held next week, so on the third Wednesday of the month. Also on the National Support Your Local Change. Chamber of Commerce Day will be business after hours on October 18th from 5 to 7 p.m. And that'll be um, hosted by First Federal Bank and Trust. And they're located at 671 Illinois Street. So I know that they always do a wonderful job with business after hours. And I'm sure this time will be no exception. I know they have some great giveaways that they're going to be drawing. So show up, register register in advance if you can, but definitely come out. Um, Great opportunity to network, great opportunity to connect with people, learn a little bit more about First Federal, and um, also just make those, solidify those existing relationships and make new ones. So Network. people want to do business with people they know, and especially in our community. Uh, you know, I had a former friend of mine served with, he was a recruiter. He, uh, he and his wife retired. He's gone south. Right. He didn't really know anyone. But one thing that he knows as a former recruiter, he knows how to put on events. Right. So he held a big block party. Right. Where they just cooked up a bunch of Sunday foods, you know, and brought everybody over, watched a football game together. And his wife was uh, uh, talking, I I think it was last night I saw it, and she said, you know, what a great way to get to know everyone. Mm -hmm. Just brought in the whole neighborhood. This is kind of the exact same thing, but it's all the business leaders in the community. It's pretty much everybody can come. Um, So you don't have to be a chamber member to attend a business after hours. Um, You just, you know, just come on out five to seven again on the 18th. And the idea really is about those making those connections and um, those those strong relationships. And that's where they happen. And people really do want to uh, get to know each other. They want to do business with people they trust. And a lot of times the way that you develop trust is by actually having a relationship or cultivating a relationship with those the, with that person. So um, lots of business, uh, uh, successful business um you know, discussions and yep. relationships have, have happened because of the um, opportunities to connect, whether it's at a chamber lunch program, a business before hours, business after hours, or other events that are held throughout the community. Wyoming is proud that uh, this state still does deals on a handshake, and this is mm-hmm. where that handshake begins. Yeah, these often, kind of oftentimes, uh, absolutely. Uh, getting to build that trust. Now, we did talk about uh, the Leadership Sheridan County uh, graduation that's coming up. It's going to be taking place during the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce lunch program. Mm -hmm. 
Now we're going to talk about applications for the 2024 class. Uh, this, these are being accepted this month, Dixie. Accepted this month, and applications are due by the uh, last day of the month, October 31st, 5 p.m. Uh, we have limited number of spots, so we typically accept 22 into the program. Um, we have a leadership Sheridan County Steering Committee that over helps works with us to help um, really uh, improve the program, make sure that the content is valuable, continue to um, offer up a really, really top-notch uh, leadership program. And so I really want to make sure that they're acknowledged as well. Um, but the applications can be found on our website. Uh, what we ask for is for you to look through it, think about it, and make sure that you can commit to the times that we're asking you to commit. Um, participation, I mean, it's like anything else. You get the most out of it if you actually show up and, and participate and commit, and this is no exception. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out is this will be our 30th class oh, wow. going through Leadership Sheridan County. Uh, the program was started in 1993 with our first class graduating in 1994. Um, we combined uh, 2020 and 2021 class into one long, a little bit longer program, which was, was great, yeah. right? Um, but that was really, that was a unique experience as well. Uh, but we, we continue to work to really make sure that it is a, a very high quality, valuable program. And if you want, uh, to, to hear from some people about, you know, the ROA, um, ROI. There's a commercial on uh, shared media, or not a commercial, but an advertisement on shared media right now. Uh, Ken Thorpe was willing to to step up and, and work with Bobby and and uh, come talk a little bit about Leadership Sharing County and the important um, aspect of, of, you know, going through it or sending your people through it. He'd be a great one to reach out to and ask him about the ROI. So, or we can connect you to, with a lot of businesses that send people through it. And give the 20 questions and know what you're heading into so that you can right. commit uh, fully. Now, uh, I can't believe we're already talking about it, but let's talk about Christmas Stroll, my friend. Christmas Here Stroll. Here we are already. I know. It's just around the corner. It's actually going to be on Friday, November 24th, uh, but exciting. You know, this in the springtime, during the winter, after Christmas Stroll, in early spring, that's when our, our Christmas Stroll committee gets together. They select a theme for this next year, and then we put out, we start the button design contest, which is open to youth in Sheridan County uh, from kindergarten to sixth grade, and we always have just some wonderful designs submitted um and then and so that's a really really tough job for that oh. christmas stroll committee is you almost to select wish you could pick more than uh, one right the button design winner absolutely and this year was no exception we have a, a really great support a lot of our elementary school art teachers um will will actually take the button design contest and it becomes an art project oh that's great so not only do we get the the you know the um, submissions here and there from this, you know, family or that family, but we also get them from schools who will send, you know, you've got 30 different designs cool that come that? in all at once. So we have so many to pick <laughs> from. Um, it's great. We're going to actually announce who the button design winner is uh, on I, let me look and see. It's on uh, uh, October 24th at 4 p.m. It's going to take place. We'll have a presentation with the mayor. That's open to anybody who wants to come and attend. It's at City Council Chambers. And then as soon as we're done with that, we will start selling those buttons. So the design winner will get their framed button design. They get button number one, and then they also win $100 in chamber bucks. And so um, then we'll start selling those buttons, which are $5 each. And it's been a great... Um, 
a great event for our community, really driven because we want people to, again, think about supporting those local businesses, especially, you know, uh, during the holidays, but all you know, all throughout the year, but especially on Christmas stroll, come on out. We're going to do a, um, a full day Christmas stroll again, where we'll start hunting for people can start hunting for their button numbers in the participating businesses starting at 8 a.m. And then uh, the streets will close and we'll have hay rides and Christmas caroling and pictures with Santa and all that. And all of that will take place from 4 to 8 p.m. I think we'll have pictures with Santa some a couple different times throughout the day at the Wyo Theater again. It's just a wonderful a wonderful part of our community and we're proud to really be able to help coordinate and and work with our stroll committee members and, and having know, a great event it's one of those situations that everyone kind of sees on hallmark right and that's what they want out of their community right. when they see that oh this is dreamy but it really does happen right yeah. here in sheridan every single year that's the environment that's what's going on downtown i mean it is a the epitome of kind of the Christmas town right. celebration. Right. And I, I think that's fantastic. And I could I remind our Please. businesses also for the lighting and decorating contest, which will have a people's choice um, contest again. The theme is candy cane Christmas stroll. So start thinking about decorating your businesses, your windows, your front areas, um, so we can really have a great festive um, downtown. It's going to look fantastic. Always does. All right. And finally, this month's business before. Four hours. Okay, business before hours. Well, actually, this month we just had business before hours at First Bank of Wyoming last week. They did a great job. Thank you to them for hosting. Um, the next one will be on Wednesday, November 1st. So the first Wednesday of the month is typically our business before hours. And it'll be from 730 to 9. And it's going to be hosted out at Sheridan College. And it's, um, you know, they've been serving our community for 75 years. We were talking about them earlier. And then... Um, It'd be great for people to come out and get to see a little bit, a glimpse inside their new health sciences building. If you haven't been out there, it's beautiful. It's beautiful and such a nice uh, part of Sheridan College and really serving a great need in our community. So come on out, Business After Hours, November 1st, 730 to 9. Fantastic. Dixie, I want to thank you so much. And it's great to see you, my friend. You too. Thank you for coming in on your day off. Yeah, absolutely. I may or may not head out to the golf course here in a little bit and really (laughs) enjoy it. And I keep thinking, you know, this this weather's going to change at some point. I'm going to try to get out there as much as I possibly can. Take these nice days while you can. Thanks, Floyd. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with our own Sheridan Conservation District. Stay with us. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Are you ready to unlock your potential as a leader? Learn more about the community and make valuable connections? The Chamber is now accepting applications for its Leadership Sheridan County program. I am here today with Bobby Mitzel. And I'm here with Ken Thorpe. And And we are Leadership Leadership Sheridan County County alumni. Celebrating our 30th anniversary, Leadership Sheridan County helps inspire citizens to assume leadership roles. And prepares individuals from diverse backgrounds to become influential in determining the future of Sheridan County. Anyone over the age 18 who possesses a desire to learn about the history and future of Sheridan County is encouraged to apply. Applications and more information are available at the Chamber office, 54 South Main Street, and online at SheridanWyomingChamber.org. Applications are due by October 31st. Unlock Unlock your potential potential and join the more than 400 Leadership Sheridan County alumni. Apply today.
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Out of the Darkness Suicide Prevention will be receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Are you ready to turn a page on your career? McDonald's restaurants in Sharon have an exciting opportunity. McDonald's is on the lookout for a dynamic full-time shift manager to lead the team, starting at an impressive $21 per hour. This open-to-close position, including weekends, offers stability and opportunities for advancement. This shift manager position has a starting pay of $21 per hour. Visit McHire.com to submit your application online or drop by any McDonald's location and children to pick up an application. Your phone is so smart. It knows where you are, what you like, where you live. And if you're a business that's using digital advertising, the equation is the same as other platforms. If your ad isn't compelling, can't be changed, and your target audience, well, isn't targeted, plus you're stuck in a contract, then you're throwing your money away. Let Shared Media help you with your digital advertising. We'll lock in your target audience, create eye-catching ads, and give you more flexibility with your campaign. Find out more by emailing sales at sharedmedia.com. That's sales at sharedmedia.com. Christy Kinghorn of Buffalo Realty would like to talk to you about 38 Ridge Lane near Buffalo. This beautiful three-bedroom solar home in the country has breathtaking views of the Bighorns, spacious kitchen and dining area with a formal living room and a separate office or family room. The wrought iron fenced-in yard is well landscaped. Plus, there's a small reservoir on the property. The home and 15.66 acres can be sold separate from the other 138 acres. If interested, call Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Hey Sheridan, it's Laura with your second to last Main Street project update. I'm happy to report that Main Street from Alger to Grinnell is open to traffic and it will be just a few more weeks until all of Main Street is open. As we are scheduled to complete paving beginning next week with hopes to open Main Street the week of Halloween. Until then, there are a few traffic changes to watch for to accommodate the new closure limits. East Alger will continue to be one-way eastbound traffic only, and the parking in Grinnell will be striped back to its original diagonal parking pattern. When downtown, either on foot or behind the wheel, watch for temporary stop signs and flaggers. And while you're navigating those detours, be sure to wave to our amazing traffic control folks who have done an exceptional job keeping traffic moving and safe throughout the project. Questions, comments, or concerns, give me a call, 674-2356. And as always, thank you for your patience and understanding. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For my next guest, I am joined by Sheridan Conservation District District Manager, Carrie Rogacheski, and the District Board Chair, Emerson Scott. Good morning, Conservation District, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Floyd, and thank you again for having us. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, Mr. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you, Floyd. It's a pleasure to be back here. Oh, I I don't know which... uh, We're having microphone problems there. I'll just turn them all on. That way I know you're here. (laughs) Okay. It's good to... There you go. I got you. All right. So, Carrie, how's the summer season been out of the Conservation District? I know you guys have been super busy out there. We are, um, and that's just typical. We, we, We are always engaged in a lot of interesting things, and so that's part of the fun of the job, but... 
um, with water monitoring and of course the project we're going to talk about today there's just a lot of um, the summer season does bring a lot of field work and a lot of exciting things um, that we have going on. A field work's kind of the fun work though isn't it? I... It is and whether unfortunately or better for worse I don't quite get out as much as I used to with that. Um, we have a great staff um, and, and support from our federal partners other and other board members that actually are the ones getting their boots wet so to speak but I get out once in a while and, and it's always still good but I only want to go out on a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> well th- you know that's one thing that I've, I've learned over the years that's kind of the burden of leadership you, you, you lose that field time uh, the higher you get the little more you got to stay behind that computer and uh in those boardrooms right <laughs> sometimes a but, little it's, bit but more. it's still good it is it is it's it, we need good strong leaders now um can you catch folks up on how the former power plant became a district priority oh dear um so yes way back it seems ages ago now in 2015 um one of our board members um heard a presentation on a project kind of similar to this in another area of the state and um she came and said hey we could do this and we thought no no we can't but we really spent a lot of time and and engaged with some other partners that we had um the Sheridan community land trust and the nature conservancy that just to to brainstorm a little bit and to see how it if if a project could even be undertaken and um at the end of the day the board um and again i my board is amazing and and has been for all the years i've been there just really thoughtful and um try to consider a lot of the aspects but it really came down to well there is this site um it will be hard it will be a challenge um, but there are some environmental issues out there and, and water quality issues and land quality issues. And, you know, that's that's the core of our mission is protecting water and land quality. So just because something is hard, um, we we felt like, well, let's let's give it a shot. Let's at least look into it. Let's at least see what's what's out there and what could be possible. So we went through some of those processes again with some of those other partners and um looked at all of the available resources out there and the the assistance programs and and the opportunities that existed and and the help that's out there we're not doing this alone we're coordinating it but there are a number of resources whether they're federal epa partners state um, department of environmental quality local entities um other groups from kansas state university and and the university of wyoming that are really out there they want to see you succeed and um that is really so the board said let's let's do it let's move on and and we knew it was going to be a long project and complicated and that's okay um we just take it as we can each each step now emerson were you a member of the board at this time period uh, when all of these discussions were were coming down about this power plant? Uh, and if you were, what did those talks look like? Did you have a devil's advocate in the corner uh, doing the pro-con issue? Carrie would have been the devil's advocate. <laughs> no, no, let's go do it. No, She's the one standing there. This is a lot statement. of work, guys. It's a lot of work. Edith, Edith brought, us, brought it to us. And, you know, I think we're all familiar with the power plant and what it's looked like over the years. And it just seemed like a natural fit. Um, other entities were interested in it, but because we're a government entity, we could take in government funds. Mm-hmm. And that allowed us to sort of take the lead. Sheridan County Land Trust certainly did a heavy lift to get title to it so that we could get possession of it. And we took that on from them. We can 
raise the funding, hopefully continue on. Yeah. And that, that was basically the motivation was we're the entity that could do it best in the community. Had the resources available. Yeah. Could tap into the resources. Yeah, there you That's go. Better, been better doing statement. Is yeah. tapping in. We did not have the resources. <laughs> um, our budget has grown exponentially due to this, but it's passed through to the plant. Now, when we look at how big this is, Carrie, mm-hmm. how big is this really? So it is just over five acres or just under six acres and it um it, it is big. Um the the building itself is is massive, um yeah. with large quantities of asbestos and other contaminants in there. Um I think when you when you just look at it from either on paper or from, from the air or the ground even, you don't realize how much is is in there or how big it is until you're standing next to it and really kind of going through um, some of the the detailed assessments that have been done. Um, I mentioned large quantities of asbestos, other other contamination, um, debris out there. Debris is kind of that that I guess vague word that doesn't really, but just in terms of what is out there, large amounts of wood debris, um, metal. Six structures, including trailer houses that are very um, dilapidated, um, 900 tires um, with and without rims, and then an assortment of appliances, boats, campers, truck toppers, hot tubs, furniture. <laughs> you name it, there, it's out there. Um, and um, so, and, and just the, because of the, the, um, I guess the if fallen into that state of disrepair, there's just a lot of hazards out there. And, yeah. and so that's some of our, our next step is trying to get at that debris so that we can access those soils because there is contamination in the soils. Um, and, and then also to address that asbestos in the building, um, just because that ex- asbestos is, um, it, it is a, a, a concern not only from the health and safety of of people that are out and around there, but workers in the site, um, and just continuing, it's it's migrating beyond the walls of the power plant, so it is in the soils as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of people don't understand that when we talk about asbestos abatement, what asbestos, uh, how it can move. Right. Uh, I think that was something else that uh, once we realized that this can actually cause some very serious detrimental health effects. This stuff also kind of just gets everywhere, doesn't it? And uh, for those who may not understand, uh, you know, if if anything were to happen to one of those buildings, let's say one of the structures was compromised and the integrity of the building itself was bad, that falls down. All of that dust is asbestos. Just automatically think to yourself, that's asbestos. Stay away from it. That's that's some bad news stuff. And and what does one do with nine? Hundred tires, <laughs> and that is only one factor. I mean, that is one thing. What does one do with that? Well, um, not entirely, completely sure where their specific end result will be, but um, we will be hiring contractors this fall. That's the idea. We're pending some approval of documents from EPA, but um, our hope is to get started with those tires and the other debris that's out there. Maybe some of it can be salvaged. Um, maybe some of it, depending on their condition, just goes um, to a landfill somewhere um, or recycled into some other material. Um, you know, all of those those specific questions will be addressed through the contractors that ultimately end up hired to do that 
removal. Um, they're but they're, as we were talking about before, the factors that go into that, you can't just go down and say, hey, all you guys come on over here yep. and help me pick this stuff up, throw it in the back of a truck. Right. No, we've got to be trained on how to handle stuff that could be coated and dealing with asbestos. Exactly, which increases the cost. It also means we can't do volunteer cleanup days. We've been called a number of times, people asking, when are we going to do a community cleanup out oh, that's there? that's great, um, but, yeah. Great, but never, um, because it, it's just, as you say, you know, there's just too many variables associated with maintaining the safety of the, the workers or, or volunteers um, that are out there. So we just can't do that. You know, one day we're going to get all these buildings with asbestos uh, finally off the ground and, and disposed of correctly. Yeah. Uh, well, and it would be a different matter if the asbestos were intact. With so many years of disrepair, the, uh, we have a part of the roof has collapsed. Some of the windows are broken. So there, it's it's severely weathered or heavily weathered. So it is mobile so when we when we sit back and we we really look at why bother you know some folks might say Mm -hmm. we had a board member go there who was concerned and is doing the right thing in my opinion Mm -hmm. but i know there's going to be a section of the community out there that says why bother I was that section for a while as well. Maybe even some harsher words like, you're crazy. Um, but um, why bother? Again, it comes down to that. It's it's a health and safety issue. It's an environmental issue. As Emerson said, we have the resources to or are able to tap into some of those resources. And and it's it's such an interesting piece of the cultural history, the mining history um, out in that area. Um and and so having it just sit there and crumble away on its own is kind of sad, especially yeah. when there's such an interesting history. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, Emerson, anything to add to the, to the why bother? Well, it's, it's pretty much that the water tower, the last vestige of the community of Acme. And there's a strong emotional appeal still within the, the area about what the community was. And I think that's the, we're going to respect the history of that. Yeah. And this will be the last vestige that you could go out and remember what it was in its glory days. And it was quite a community yeah. back in the uh, early 1900s up into the 1960s. Hell, we ran track meets with them in grade school. We still had kids at the school out there, and the school's all gone except for the foundation. Wow. And, and a tetherball pole. <laughs> the tetherball pole still stands. <laughs> you know, that's it's, it's just really interesting because... Sheridan really does love its natural history, and uh, Sheridan Community Land Trust has that Explore History program, and that has really demonstrated how much the community does appreciate our local history, and we do want to preserve this. And so when we look at the why bother, not only is it health and welfare, as you said before, is it, but as you've addressed, this is definitely part of our history, and we should. It's our responsibility as a community to stand up and make sure that it's preserved, at least something memorialized. I have a difficulty with that word. You're going to have to forgive <laughs> me. We are going to do something like that, though. I mean, at the end goal, right? Uh, put something out there, maybe a plaque or, or something. Yeah, um, well, we, we've we come to the realization through a lot of, I guess, studies and other assessments and really working through a lot of um, processes, um, we can't really retain the building as as a usable structure. It's going to have to come it's down. It's going to have to come down. Um, however, there are some interesting, um, I guess, alternatives that have been presented to us about preserving some partial walls or the footprint, again, plaques or other um, ways to to memorialize that site um, so that, like Emerson said, people can come out or and, and take a look at it and remember and 
future generations can understand what what these communities look like you know and and it's it's a neat stop on that community land trust black diamond trail and um so we're interested in in preserving that history i will confess i'm not a historian so we are trying to reach out to other partners including the land trust and others to help us with that process um we had the university of wyoming um students that did that interviewed a lot of past residents from out there i remember that and and some of the stories they shared that's so amazing and we also you know anyone that has old photos or or items that they want that they have sitting in the basement or something that they just don't want. We'd certainly be interested in those to try and incorporate those into that. Um, some class future. photos from that so, school right, would be great. Right, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, we have some things that the um, museum allowed us to use on the project website and other things, but we know there's more out there. Um, and I'm just very interested in keeping that those stories going. Now, Emerson, uh, I'm running out of time, but I was wondering, and you'll have to forgive me, I haven't visited uh, the site itself. Does that water tower still stand, sir? It still stands. Are we going to be able to save that, or is that going to have to come down as well? That's really not on our property. Oh, it's I not. Okay. okay. You'll but, have to forgive uh, me. Yeah. What, one quick story is we had a, a principal or a janitor in Tongue River School who grew up there, and he talked about playing tag on top of that water tower. <laughs> and he said only one Not kid advised. fell off and broke their arm. Yeah. Not advised. <laughs> Back in the day when you could sneak <laughs> off and do just about anything. Uh, now, uh, Carrie, uh, as I said, I, I'm running out of time with you guys. I've only got about uh, probably two minutes left. Um, how can people actually help with this? Because we can't go out there and volunteer to help you physically so what can we do to help uh our our conservation district get this done so some of those simple ways like i mentioned sharing the stories with us either on the website or just emailing or coming into the office um providing feedback when we have those public meetings or those forums or again through the website um but also simply and i hate to be this person but the the making a contribution um we are going to be this later this month launching an official fundraising campaign public fundraising campaign while we have some significant grants to assist with the work um there's going to be some things that either the grants can't support and those grants do require some matching funds um we haven't gone out yet and asked for you know public funding contributions but but the time is now for us to kind of do that and it's a way not only the money is important but it's also a way for community to be involved in the project and that's again we can't have the community cleanup days as much fun as that would be um but um some additional funding would would help us with those those additional components and and where we are right now and if you really look at it you know if everyone threw five dollars in a pot Imagine the amount of money that would be generated by doing that. Uh, you know, if that's all you got to give, then that's fantastic. Then you can sure. say, hey, I, I con- contributed to getting this cleaned up, this part yeah, of our history. for sure. And I know there's been a lot of work out of it out there already and uh, i look forward to seeing what else you guys are going to do with this carrie emerson thank you both so much for coming in thank I'm you i'm looking forward to this work guys i really am thanks Floyd. thanks and we'll come back all right you've been listening to public pulse on 930 kroe and 103.9 fm sheridan
dealing with complicated bank switches? At First Federal Bank and Trust, we understand that where you bank matters and switching to the right bank should be a breeze. Introducing ClickSwitch, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct deposit transfers. With ClickSwitch, we automatically move your recurring direct deposits from your old account to your new account. It's simple, safe, and takes just minutes. When you bank with First Federal, you're not just a customer. You're a valued member of the community. We take pride in living and working right alongside you, contributing to the growth of our local economy. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet Collision Center is open and ready to help if you've had an unfortunate encounter leaving you needing collision repair. Get your damaged vehicle repaired and back to you in like-new condition. They offer free pickup and delivery along with paintless dent repair using the latest in state-of-the-art equipment. Wearing Chevrolet is a preferred provider for most insurance companies. The Wearing Chevrolet Collision Team is here and ready for your repair work at 400 North Gould. Attention food lovers, you may have noticed there's some road construction happening out in front of Frackleton's, but don't let that deter you from enjoying culinary perfection, because there are six public parking lots within walking distance. Here's just one, courtesy of the hub. It's just 350 steps from Frackleton's. So just park your car in one of these nearby lots and you're only a short stroll away. Don't let a little road work stop you from savoring the best flavors in town. At Frackleton's, fine food and spirits. Donna, I'm so happy to be here and to see you. Had I known that that was our last summer, I never would have left. But I have a feeling you didn't make this invitation, did you? I kept asking Sophie, does your mother know? Honey, honey, you're absolutely right. I mean, knowing me, knowing you, this meeting would never have happened. But I am excited for you to see Mama Mia at the Y.O. Theater. Oh, I know, me too. I totally remember you as the dancing queen singing night after night with Donna and the Dynamos. You three were more than hardcore. You were super troopers. No joke. Too bad we never made any money, money, money with that gig. Oh, well, I guess that's just the name of the game. Well, honestly, thank you for the music. We really had a great run, didn't we? We did. And now we get to see it in action with Mamma Mia at the Wyo Theater. October 14th is the premiere performance with encores October 15th, 19th, 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Can't wait. Seriously, I have a dream about this almost every night. At least one of us is going to get what we want. Oh, you mean tickets? I think a lot of us are going to get those. All you have to do is go to wyotheater.com. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Hi, this is Ada Kirvin with Shared Memorial Hospital Foundation. I want to remind everyone about the importance of cancer screening and early detection in the fight against this disease. We hope you will come out with your family and friends and join us at beautiful Whitney Park on Saturday, October 21st. The link partners in pink. All proceeds this year support patients at the Welch Cancer Center through the Foundation's Comfort Care Program. See you on the 21st. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. KROE.